welcome back. So here we have it, episode two. Uh, I'm calling this the five main differences between collision repair and restoration. Uh, I started my career off in a collision shop. Uh, it was a great shop. I was lucky to get into such a great shop. I had a great boss and great tradesmen to learn from. Uh, but I always knew the end goal. Uh, I wanted to get into restoration. I was always that painter when an old ship box would come in for a uh, inverted commas restoration job. Um, I'd put my hand up and others would be running for the hills. Um, I'm lucky enough to have fulfilled that dream. Um, I'm working on some beautiful old cars every day now at the Bling Garage. Uh, so I've worked on both sides of the fence and I thought I'd do an episode on what I feel is the uh, top five differences between those two. I mean essentially the fundamentals are the same but um, you know we use sandpaper, spray guns, we block body filler but the collision guys are now driven by numbers. It's, it's get as many cars fixed as fast as possible uh, to pre-accident condition. You know, this means matching factory peel and dealing with fast growing primers and fast growing clears. Being able to phone up a manufacturer and order a part that will actually fit the car. Whereas in the restoration game, we're doing repaints 99% of the time. We uh, color sand and block our clear to remove any peel. Um, and shit, you're a lucky motherfucker if you can order a part, and even luckier motherfucker if that piece of shit fits. So uh, I hope we can both agree that these both demand a high level of skill, but they're also same, same, but different. So, uh, yeah, let's move on to the top five. Number five, the use of epoxy primer. Um, I'm a huge fan and believer of applying body filler over epoxy, not raw steel. Um, I won't go into that today, but Colton from Linear Blocking Tools, he's got some fantastic videos on YouTube on why this is the recommended process. So head over and give that a watch. Um, now the reason this is in my top five is the collision guys just don't have time to apply epoxy and allow it to cure. So um, you're generally applying filler straight onto bare steel or keyed up existing paint. And with most fillers, that's cool. That's actually in the TDS, you can do it that way. But when you're restoring a car, and there's hundreds of hours in repairs and gapping and you've taken an entire car back to bare steel and you want that sealed up and locked away, um, the epoxy is not porous. You can now spend the time getting the car straight, get it all aligned. You don't run the risk of any contamination on your metal, so no funky business will rear its head later. Um, we even re-epoxy after the filler stage to lock that down. This is a great step. It, it gives you another chance to pick up any, um, if you've missed anything or any pinholes. Now, once it's all in one color, you can um, get a good eye on the job and, and pick up on things at that stage and, and fix it now before you start applying primer because I think it's too late by the time you get there. Um, yeah, that's, that's number five. Uh, moving on to number four, staying on the paint product side of things, polyester primer. Not a product used in the collision repair industry. Um, we use it on every vehicle we restore. We actually use an Australian product, Resto Finish. It's a poly primer similar to the all you need product. This stuff is the duck's nuts, like 100 microns per coat. You can apply it to four coats, gives you amazing build. Um, that allows you to block through all your grades right down to a minimum build so you don't have to worry about it cracking or anything silly like that. It comes in multiple colors and that's intermixable so you can you know, step your colors down so if you're blocking, you know when to stop before you start hitting epoxy or filler. 
uh, it's overpaintable and I know I've, that sort of freaks a lot of people out but I know of a lot of shops that are top coating over this stuff and they have been doing this for a few years and no problems whatsoever so this is a non-paid promotion and uh, yeah that's the conclusion number four that poly primer it's good stuff number three uh, acrylic blocks splines sanding blocks whatever you freaking call them polycarbonate blocks um, if you're going for that seamless razor straight show car finish there's multiple brands on the market and I will do reviews down the track but yeah number three the, uh, the blocking tools. Once I started using acrylic blocking tools, this was a, this is a game changer. Um, you will spend a lot more time blocking with using these, and to get the optimal results, you will need to switch over to a stick it paper, but it's well worth it. That's the reason it's in number three. Um, but I believe the style of blocking has made its way to collision repair, whether that's employers not wanting to supply you know, Velcro and stick it paper, but and I know in a lot of countries they're probably governed with rules around dust extraction and whatever the reason is it's a shame because uh, these are a great tool and I'd recommend everyone giving the style of blocking a go. Okay, nearly there. Number two, color sanding and polishing versus denibbing and buffing. So I mentioned in the introduction the aim of the game in collision is a matching factory peel and it takes a skill painter to achieve this but uh, you know when you're holding back trying not to lay glass this isn't something that everyone can pull off so kudos to those nailing it and um, I mean the most satisfying compliment you could give to a collision shop is to tell them that you can't tell where it's been repaired or painted but moving to restoration god forbid you leave any peel behind the term I used was um, color sanding and buffing so basically what this is is your wet blocking starting with a coarse grade like 600 to 500 working your way down to like 3,000 down to 8,000 nowadays and what this leaves us with is uh, once we've polished it up it's that show car sheet of glass that once upon a time was for show cars but nowadays it's expected on daily driven cars and that's cool I love polishing and I love the result but um, the big thing is if you're getting a car restored and this is the finish you desire it takes time and time is money so make sure you budget for this and you build uh, Okay, the final one on my list is a flow coat. The, um, if you're not familiar with the term flow coat, it's essentially once the car's been top coated, allow that to dry, then we re-block it with say 800 again, uh, remaster the entire vehicle, goes back in the booth for another round of clear coat. This adds depth and gloss and gives us adequate build for us to color sand and polish. So, and then you've still got the build left on the car so you won't have it break down and fail. Um, There'd be nothing worse than spending all your hard-earned savings on your pride and joy to have it fail less than 10 years later. Um, this isn't a process used in collision and earned itself top a spot in my top five. Sweet, so there you have it. That's my top five. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you're enjoying the content. And uh, yeah, this is the sort of style I think I'm aiming for. Just these short little, short little blitzes of shit that's on my mind. Um, if there's something that you want me to talk about or someone you want me to bring on, um, send me a message and we'll try to get up. But uh, for now, catch you later.